Islam, no, they don't have a, a concept of past lives. Uh, it's haqqaiq and it's reality is, is something explained differently. That the world of light has no time and so there's an eternal reality and that has to do with eternity and what Allah created from eternity but past lives and karma and you're gonna come back as a worm and this time you came back as a noodle and those no. We don't have that because the motivation is to do the best and to teach people, this is your life, this is your opportunity, do the best that you can do right now and achieve the greatest that you can achieve. Otherwise imagine a, a world in which nobody wants to achieve anything and they, when they come back as a noodle then they'll do it that way. So then nobody would ever achieve anything, so Allah want them to understand this is it, this is the opportunity, this is the lottery ticket. 500 million didn't make it and one seed went into the egg and you've been granted the greatest gift of life and that's the hajj. So before your physical body makes the hajj, your mani made the hajj. 500 million were released around one egg which was the Kaaba and one seed went inside and became a hajji and as a result you've been granted the gift of life. So this one life that you have you're responsible to do the best that you possibly can do. So that's the hikmah and the wisdom. Then there's a haqqaiq in the world of light that you know the souls that Allah created to be eternal. When somebody is granted sainthood, Allah didn't grant it this time for them. So when you say somebody has reached to wilayat or sainthood, their soul has always been saintly. Allah doesn't give a rank here. Allah's rank was already pre-written and pre-destiny in the days of before destiny. When Allah wrote what the soul would achieve, Allah wrote its rank and its reality. So that soul has always had that reality. As a result it's not bound by time and those souls have a completely different reality and it's difficult to talk about that live on, on, on YouTube. That's more of a very hidden understanding within the hearts of people who are ready to understand that. InshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa Is there a way to totally remove some of our bad characteristics? Totally remove like brain surgery? No, unfortunately. The only way to, to remove is through the work, through the difficulty, through the struggling and all of the practices, the, the giving, all, all of the formula of how the shaykh is operating, each, each piece of it is immensely important. So imagine that they have this whole operation, it's okay well I don't need to listen to the talks, I'm doing the meditation, I give charity, uh, I don't need to do all this. Every piece of it is a, is a part of their school, so the talks they have an energy and a food for the soul. 
and their talk is not meant for the head, they don't really even care if you understand it or not, your soul understood it. And when you go out of the way, your soul at night to night will understand these realities because these are the teachings of truth. The soul doesn't listen to falsehood, the soul understands that this is from the ocean of truth, it's absorbing it and it's going to ask Allah tonight that, Ya Rabbi I heard from this reality I'm going to go. So it means the talk is an essential part. Then they have all of the other operations, then they say, okay be of service, say, I'm not going to be of service because I, I listen to the talks and I do a lot of salah. Each step of it has an immense reality that when you're of, of service it brings a, a rahmah from Allah that things when they're not opening and, and things that are not happening the way that you're asking them to happen and that you don't understand why is Allah's will not matching what you're asking and what you're desiring, be of service in which you humble yourself that I'm nothing Ya Rabbi and I'm here to be of service. وَلِنَا صَلَاتِ وَاهْنَ سُوكِ وَاهْمَ يَحْيَ وَمَمَاتِ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ That my life, my death, my family, my, my rizq, everything is in your hands Ya Rabbi and let me to be of service and to, to serve your kingdom. So then that has an essential part of all of this. And then the charity and all of the other things that we're doing, all of those make us to be common is completes our turuq and completes our path. Without one of them it's an incomplete path. So imagine a tariqah that goes around and doesn't teach anybody when to do their awrads and wazifas. Month after month has come, twelve months have come. Has anybody seen the posts where we give all the awrads and the app that has every awrad for every month and the email that comes from us every month with awrad? How anyone can be a shaykh if you don't give people what they're supposed to recite? What are you doing? What is then the, the purpose of the tariqah? So where is that now anywhere? Nobody is telling anyone what to recite, what to do, what the month came, the month went, what you were supposed to recite for that month, what do you recite every day, what do you recite on a monthly basis. So that's the realities of, of guidance, that's the reality and the responsibility to Sayyidina Muhammad Not that you don don a, a, a turban and a hat and grow a beard but that you have a responsibility to Prophet to teach these realities, make sure they understood these realities, make sure that they had these tools within their hands and within their reach to reach to these, to eat from these, to take from these. So every aspect of it makes the, that teacher and their path common and complete. Without one of those functions it's incomplete no matter how much the person thinks they're common or they're complete. If they're not teaching people their awrads, what's the purpose of that teaching? And they don't teach them to be charitable and have to charity to, to be of service to, what's the purpose of their teaching? Because they're not, they're not living it, they're not making it to be real. If they're not teaching them how to be of service and have an ability to even serve, because you have to have, the turuqs have to have a way that you serve. Otherwise how you can be of service to the shaykh of, I don't do anything and you have no way to serve us. 
and to be of service to the organization. So then it shows its deficiency of being common and perfected. So the student wants to sign up for a course that they're going to get a degree from. So anytime you look at a course and say, well these, these variables are all missing, what am I actually going to be getting from this person? Absolutely nothing. So that's why then this is continuously repeated to people. All of these things that are, are a part of this mechanism that Sufi Meditation Center has under the Naqshbandiya schools of teaching is to have the kamil understanding for the student. They sign up, they'll be taught, log in and, and start watching. Don't think you can go to just any zikr and anyone who comes into town. You've signed up into this school and this teacher, that's it. It's not one big family where we go everywhere, it's the family of the Naqshbandi school and teaching but you signed up with this shaykh. If another shaykh is coming in an area you're just going to go sit there and get confused, it's highly unrecommended. Keep with the shaykh that you're learning from, that you have a, a relationship with, that you have a communication with. Because if you do and Allah tests you and you start to split yourself into different directions and before you know it you're getting advice from left side, right side and you lose your loyalty and connection to the shaykh and you lose the connection to that shaykh's heart because you're not of somebody who's loyal and you're out all over the place playing the field. So everything that the turuq comes to bring is showing this responsibility. There's charity, there's work, there's service, there's knowledges, there's, there's so many avenues in which somebody to serve, to be present and to, to be involved with. That gives you the whole and holistic life of tariqah, inshaAllah. <coughs> Uh, As Salaamu Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa rahmatullah Are we able to meditate while someone else is in the room or is it better to meditate when we are alone? It's best to do these practices when we are alone so that not to be showing off or giving the impression of somebody watching us and wondering, what are you doing? So all of these practices and spiritual practices are meant to be something that is between me and my Lord and how to connect and, and how to do my practices. If I'm at a zikr and I'm in my living room listening to the zikr then I close my eyes and, and meditate and contemplate. But if I'm you know in a mall and close my eyes, no. If I go to just a regular masjid and sit there closing my eyes covering my head, no. They will come after you and, and come against you. Even in most masjids now if you take out tasbih, somebody will come up and tell you that that's a, a bid'ah, an innovation. So don't do anything that's going to try to get you into an argument with somebody and then you've sort of voided the whole process and, and what you were trying to accomplish inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuhu Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuhu. When I am reciting the awrad and also when I recite during meditation, I will experience intense itching sensations on my arms and hands. Um, should I ignore this and carry on with the practices? Yeah, inshaAllah there are things that are trying to block you from the connection. So make sure that you started with wudu, that you have the ta'weez, that you've made the area to be clean and sanctified. 
no creatures that are not allowed in that environment. And uh, the rest is then just a testing to see if you can be distracted, if, if things are going to distract you from what you're trying to accomplish. Then you at that time keep making the madad, visualize the presence of the shaykh so that your mind is locked onto the focus of the focus of the shaykh. Otherwise we described the night before that these things and these creatures come and begin to try to captivate your mind. Now all of a sudden you're thinking of a scary movie and you get scared and then you want to stop everything. So everyone is now trying to hijack the mind of that person. And the testing for that student is that they have to have control over their mind to keep its focus on the shaykh, I'm in the presence of the shaykh. I'm going to control my mind when my heart is very strong it'll have a strong control over my, my head. But if the heart is weak then the head is always stronger and keeps changing the condition of the heart to be scared and then, then they, they run away from everything. So this practices and this goal of this reality is to have strong faith, strong heart so that it shoots the signal to the head that, nope, negate everything and focus on the shaykhs. And through the heart the visualization of the shaykhs will be in front of us and they were asking for their fayas and their madad that we're at the Kaaba, we're in Medina in the presence of Sayyidina Muhammad InshaAllah. As Salaamu Sayyidi Walaykum As If we make a video for Facebook or YouTube, is it sufficient that we wear the taweez or are there any extra precautions we should be taking? Uh, what, what, what kind of video are you making for Facebook and, and things like that? If it's just your own personal video and you want to make videos then yeah you have your taweez to have uh, the protection but most people shouldn't be making videos because they put their face out and they're going to come under attack with their face going out on these social media platforms. And the nazar from people and what the face collects becomes a difficulty for them unless they've been authorized by their shaykhs to do that. So that's, that's highly unrecommended inshaAllah. As Alaikum Sayyidi how do we know for sure if our actions are for the sake of Allah and not our egos? As sometimes we may feel that the two are mixed within one action. Example when advising someone. Well that's the, the whole purpose of help me at Nur Muhammad. That the tariqah comes to teach you that don't advise anyone, that you should only be advising yourself. And that's when we, we've talked many times that how do you know like an, uh, ego inspiration and soul inspiration. Soul inspiration is never to advise anyone and only advise the self. And it tells you, go pray more, go read your Dalal Khirad, go, go do now ten rakahs. Those are the inspirations that people have to listen to, not the ego inspiration in which to try to advise other people. That, that's an that's unhealthy practice and that is filled with nafs. And the reality of, of people now who post all sorts of postings and the immensity of tariqah is that they talk straight. You know the tariqah comes and talks very straight, very truthful, we don't have anything hidden. 
we don't talk in a way that people are confused, what do you mean by that? It's not a mystical and an arrogant language that shows something very high, it's a path of humility that from the 60 year old man to the 6 year old child in the audience now understood what I said and understood how I talked. Mawlana Shaykh Nazim's secret was that reality. He could take immense realities and bring it down to where a 6 year old could hear him and understand that reality. Don't have to use complicated Arabic or English and these are boastful and arrogance to show maybe a status of education, a status of who you are and most of your audience will be lost. Those were professors at school, they talked so confusing that only other professors were astonished because they were so confused by that professor, they thought it was actually great. If they came out confused they thought it was amazing. But the audience was fully asleep in school, everybody's asleep, as soon as that person opened their mouth we sleep. So it means that the, the, this form of teaching of tariqah is very straight and that's why they're teaching these realities and, and these other madhabs are watching and saying, what is this? Anyone could understand, this is like you know, oh everybody knows this, no you didn't know that. It's just because they talk in such a straight and clear language, now you know that. And that's the, that's the reality of tariqah that we don't have anything mixed and fishy and in different directions and, and everything has to be straight and, and clean and you represent who you are and, and nobody else and don't pose as something else and something that you're not and speak in a way that nobody understands what the heck you're writing. It's best just to propagate the teachings of the shaykh, not to make oneself a shaykh but take the shaykh's teachings and post them and that's the only purpose we should have is take an article, post it, take a video, post it, take a, uh, from the well the link from the website, post it. Just take the teachings of the shaykh, post them and hundreds of posts would go out, post the, the, the book, post the link to this, post the… You don't have to redo your own thing to build your identity on the network. You're supposed to be propagating the identity of the shaykh and his mission. Don't make a so, sort of side mission on his mission and then before you know it there'll be like 400 missions and it goes nowhere. The whole discipline of the tariqah is like an army, the general he gives you direct coordinates and you do exactly what that general tells you to do, you take your camp and you're sitting there waiting. Imagine if the army didn't have a discipline and every time he says, okay you're gonna be in that village wait there with 30 guys, you say, okay. And then 30 guys say, thank you very much and they go to 30 different villages. And then they call and say, are, are you guys all there? Say, oh I'm here but the other guys went to different places. So this structure was from tariqah, remember their armies when they started were, were fighting villagers with the farm people. The structure of army came from tariqahs, not from them, they, they, they had people who were farmers with forks and, and, and shovels and they would come together in the field and, and thing. The disciplines that the West is using now with the disciplines of tariqah. The tariqah you come they shave your head to take your identity away. 
They put on the, the uniform of the sunnah, why? Not to identify you as someone rich, somebody different, somebody here, somebody there. This was all from the tariqah teachings and the discipline of taking your nafs away, taking the character away, taking all of your identity away so that you move as one ocean under the love of Sayyidina Muhammad So those are all lost now. But the tariqahs are always and continuously trying to keep that reality but it becomes more and more lost as time goes on and as the oceans of difficulty open and, and harder to keep people to keep that discipline. But imagine the potential strength when 400 people and that night post 400 links but now you only get 10. So we asked everybody that please go to the Amazon and write a review for the new book because it changes their algorithm. So 400 people listening and rebroadcast is up to 4,000 and 5,000, there's 11 reviews. So 3,990 decided that they don't want to do it, someone else will do it. And that's not the, the discipline of tariqah and that's why then the higher up shaykhs are watching and wondering how come the people are not responding. And that's why then the teaching is continuous and continuous, that it requires a discipline, requires a discipline. So the whole tariqah is about disciplining the self. How we talk, talk straight, talk clear, talk like a six-year-old so that people understand what is it exactly that you're trying to say. And the best of talk is to propagate the, shaykh, the shaykh's teachings, all the different links and the websites and then you live your life as a life of service. Go out and do your business and your work and keep that separate. When it comes to the tariqah, propagate the shaykh's teachings and the shaykh's mission inshaAllah and you live the life of service and many barakahs and openings should be coming from that inshaAllah. As Salaamu Ya Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa rahmatullah. If I'm constantly seeing spiders in a home and then also seeing spiders in a dream, is this something bad? No, the spiders have a, an importance and that's the reality of Ankabut and 29 and 29 is the reflection of Muhammadun Rasulullah So it has to do with the, that secret and the pathway that is, is led by the spider web. So it just has a, an understanding towards that and then because the nafs has a fear then there's a ruknophobia where they have fear of spiders and then it just sort of rolls into something more and more. But inshaAllah it should mean and should signify that the spiritual path of the cave and, and entering to the reality of the cave and doing the awrad and everything that we've described in the reality of a spider. The spider builds the most beautiful home, it's our home and what, what Allah is pleased with us is do your awrah, do your zikrs, do your spiritual connection, do your spiritual practices. When those are done Allah will send the rizq and send his, his, his fayas, his happiness and ridha inshaAllah so that we don't have to keep hunting for it, Allah sends that blessings inshaAllah for us. Subhana rabbika rabbal izzatam ma yasifoon, salaam ala mursaleen, walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, bi hurmat Muhammad al-Mustafa wa bi siri Surat al-Fatiha.